So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What's up, everybody? It's Inside Cradle on a Thursday. How are you doing? I'm Kev Kelm. That's Rick Uchino. Uh, We have a lot to get into today. We'll be talking a little bit of a sneak peek before WrestleMania tickets go on sale for 2022. We'll be talking to someone who had a massive WrestleMania in 2021. The EST of WWE. The greatest, the smartest, the strongest, the toughest. Bianca Belair. The what? The what? The fastest. The fastest. I I missed one. The toughest, the quickest. Uh, we'll also be talking to uh, Matt Fitchett, who's going to be a part of the big Windy City Classic for AAW coming up on the 26th. To you on Fred Yehi, that'll be on Fight TV. So he'll be joining us live on the show. So a lot to get into. Your questions on screen, AEW predictions. Everyone's turning heel, and we got backstage heat with Charlotte and Becky. I think that's the one that everyone's going to get really saucy about. They're going to get really mean. We're going to spill all that tea. <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! I'm I'm drinking a Coca-Cola, but I should have been drinking a tea so we could spill it and get in all this gas at this hot, hot gas. Uh, if you're with us, we will talk Charlotte and Becky in the news that came out today, which is pretty salacious. If you're with us for the first time, this is the Inside Cradle. We do it every Thursday. It is a deep, deep dive into these topics, a little bit deeper than we get to do throughout the rest of the week. If you haven't done already, go ahead and hit the like button, jump to the conversation. You will drive the conversation. You will get on screen and we'll have live guests and some tape segments for you here. Tonight. This is a free for all uh, Thursday. We I'd call it a free for all Friday, but we do the show on Thursday. I like alliteration. All right. I can't really come up with anything for the letter T, uh, but at literally anything, anything, throw it down, put it in the comment section. Kevin, I'll, uh, we'll rap about it uh, as the, as the kids say these days. Uh, So let's get into the story today. Sports Illustrated doing an interview with Becky Lynch ahead of WrestleMania tickets going on sale uh, tomorrow. So a big push here. And this is just a few weeks removed from a very noteworthy story. Uh, As WWE settles into their new rosters, they switch titles, the women's title, between two of the four horsewomen of wrestling, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. Uh, Changing the respective brands, so they trade their titles. I guess logically it makes sense. Fans want a little bit more consequence to this. But it was uh, definitely a storyline prelude to what we're going to get here at Survivor Series coming up on November 21st on Peacock on WWE Network. It'll be brand versus brand, friend versus friend. And that segment was, in the eyes of many people, a disaster. Uh, with some people believing that Charlotte Flair may or may not have gone into business for herself, not wanting to look weak, and a scripted portion where Becky was supposed to hold up both belts. Right. And uh, so things got intense. People yelled at each other backstage. Sonya Deville was upset. And now Becky saying that they are indeed no longer best friends and that she, quote, does not trust Charlotte Flair. Yeah, that that's the most interesting thing uh, about this is there was, uh, you know, after that that segment in the ring, then you started getting all of the uh, the backstage reports. So there was a heated exchange. After the everything was over with Becky and, and Charlotte and, you know, a lot of people 
The reports were that a lot of people were upset with Charlotte, that she's been difficult to work with over the last few months. And a lot of people were very happy that Becky kind of stood up for the locker room. And that's one of the things that Becky said today in that uh, interview with Sports Illustrated was sometimes the locker room needs a hero. And I was, you know, happy to, to step in and, and, and play that role. And she was asked flat out if everything is, is okay between her and Charlotte. And she said, no, uh, she said, does she trust Charlotte? The answer is no. Um, and, and that was the really interesting thing to me. Like this, this to me, didn't seem like Becky Lynch in character because typically she does do a lot of her interviews in, in character. That's her prerogative. She loves oh, to the man. Distort. I'm the best. What are you talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. Look, look at all my drip. Look at all my drip. I got on there. Rico Chino. Terrible. Just a terrible Irish accent. You what are you talking from. about? Should be fired for that. Raju, Raju, are you in the chat? No, anyway, but. <laughs> So all of that going down and Becky said, look, you know, I, the answer flat out was I don't trust Charlotte Flair right now. And to me, who boy, if, if that is the case, if she legitimately, because I don't, I, I can't tell one way or the other, if she legitimately does not trust Charlotte Flair, how does she have a match with her coming up in two weeks? You got to trust the person you're working with inside the ring. Uh, now I'm not a wrestler, and you you've done some wrestling, right? Yes. Uh, and so we have a very minimal approach to this. Now I've been around wrestling locker rooms for the better part of 15 years. Uh, we're gonna have Matt Fitchett on. I, I'm done interviews backstage and help produce some things for AAW here. And trust is a given when you're getting in the ring with people. Uh, you have somebody publicly saying, "I don't trust you." Now a lot of people are gonna rush and say, "Oh, this is just a work. This is just a part of the show." What do you think? I genuinely don't know. And but isn't part, that interesting though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know I mean? And that and that that's part of Becky being as as God, just terrible, terrible opinions. That's that's also part of Becky just being so damn good at stirring the pot that if this is a work, what has she done? She's build intrigue. And a lot of eyes are going to be watching this match intently to see if there is some kind of uh, off off script uh, throwdowns like we saw with Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax uh, on Monday Night Raw. Uh, what a, a few weeks ago where there it seemed like they were legit just, you know, shooting on each other. But if this is not a work, if this is a legit shoot, uh, I, I agree with uh, Kamar there that th this match should not happen if, if you can't. I would hope that if there is real life beef between Charlotte and Becky, that they mm -hmm. would be able to both be professionals, go through and get what they need to get done for this big match at Survivor Series. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. First time we've seen that in uh, in quite some time. Two of the top women's wrestlers in the, the history of the WWE. That is a big matchup. That is a money marquee matchup. But if Becky doesn't trust Charlotte or vice versa, if they don't feel comfortable with one another to do this match, it shouldn't happen. It, it it honestly, it's as simple as that. If you don't trust your dance partner in the ring, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. The question is, how do you then alter the match? How do you then change the match? We know that Becky Lynch has now a, a, a new number one contender with Liv Morgan. Charlotte Flair doesn't have anybody, you know, on the docket right now. She's been wrestling uh, uh, Sasha Banks overseas. Do you have... Do you have Becky drop the title to Lib Morgan because allegedly Charlotte Flair is is difficult to work with and and Becky doesn't you know trust Charlotte right now or do you take the title off of Charlotte and it 
lot of backstage politics would have to go into that. I'm I'm sure. Well, there's already a ton of backstage politics with this already. How much of this gets played into the buildup to this? We only have a week and a half. Yeah. All right. So we have what two Raws? Um, we we have just a week of television to get to before this, right? Yeah. We have uh, it, it's two two Smackdowns, smackdowns and, a and, a, and a Raw, right? We have two, two smackdowns, smackdowns and a Raw. That's it. We've had no on-screen interaction. This match just got announced on Monday. Um, you got to get these two in the ring before this match. You got to get these two in the ring, cutting some type of promo that has people wondering, hey, how much of this is real and how much of this isn't? And uh, as a lifelong wrestling fan, work me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm OK with it to a degree. If it's good, if it's done well, if it's if it's a real issue and you can turn it into something, turn it into something. It's been that's done. What I w- Look, that you have an opportunity if these two can can really work together, if there is some kind of beef, but they can work through it. Just let him go. Give him an open mic and just let him go out there and pull an Eddie Kingston and CM Punk type moment and just have him shoot on each other. And Charlotte's been having good times with that. You, you were, you were, we were watching that show, Money in the Bank. She has this match with Rhea Ripley. They have this bad build, but the match is incredible. Once they yeah. get on pay per view, the match was incredible because Becky hits the uh, Charlotte hits the ring and there's Becky chance. Becky's not back yet. She didn't come back until SummerSlam. Yep. Everyone's excited for Becky to come back. She had the baby, right? And they just, they knew she was coming back and they thought, all right, we know we're going to get something big. And the big return that we're rumored to get is going to be Becky Lynch, right? It isn't her. It was John Cena. So that was pretty sweet, right? Yeah. And, uh, but the crowd didn't know that yet. And they wanted Becky. And she's she just went off. Remember that match? That got under her skin. This has been a real issue between these two. They headlined. They had the first female women's main event at WrestleMania. Uh, there was some issue there. There's been some issues with Becky since Becky r- reportedly went off script on a promo a few years ago and called Charlotte plastic. Plastic, yeah. Which is a pretty harsh thing to call call a woman. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've been. Around, I, I I was explaining this to. Uh, the, the the female significant other of my life. And I was saying, like, I was like, oh, this is what the issue is between the wrestlers. And she doesn't care about wrestling. She's like, somebody called me plastic. I'd have a real issue with that. <laughs> so, like, she, and she doesn't even know who's like, what the issue is here. So it's certainly interesting here. Let's, uh, before we get Matt Fitchett from AAW, hopefully join us here in a few minutes. I want to shout out, uh, uh, Jashelle, who's watching for the first time. Thank you so much, Jashelle. Uh, uh, shout out to you. Just followed me on Twitter Matt. the other day. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, she just got, she just scored a great gig with them. Uh, k- kudos to you, slam. Jashelle. Yeah, it's totally. awesome. Um, more people sounding off here about this whole issue. Yeah, uh, guys, and- comment. Do you think that this? It, that's the big question. Again, mm-hmm. is if this is shoot, shoot, shoot from Becky Lynch today, and she genuinely does not trust Charlotte Flair. This match should not happen, but what do they do at this point? Uh, you, we, we've seen them take titles off of people right before a show. Before, Remember that great Brock Lesnar and Jinder Mahal match that we were supposed to get? Remember AJ Styles and, and Brock Lesnar that we were supposed to get at Survivor Series? And both of those matches changed at the last but, possible but To second? me, I'm intrigued by this. I yeah. know your thing is like if they legitimately don't like each other, they shouldn't get in the ring with each other. It's dangerous, it's right? It's not like. It's not like. We we can work. See, if you have coworkers that you disagree with or you genuinely don't like, trust me, I've, I've been in situations like this. I can get through my day. But trust is a big, big thing in the wrestling ring because – for those of you who have never stepped inside the, inside the ring before, if you don't trust the person that you're working with to do certain things, that's legit dangerous. And that is, you know, again, what is Becky Lynch talking about whether or not she trusts Charlotte Flair? Maybe it's doing the moves. Maybe it's her going into business for herself and following the booking. Genuinely don't know. 
Don't know if it's a shoot. Don't know if it's a work, but it is definitely getting people talking about this matchup. Now that is for certain. Uh, now I want to know your take on this. Yes. What is the situation with the way the fans are going to react? This is New York city. Oh, it's a smart crowd. That is not a quiet crowd for wrestling. This is Barclays center. All right. Which has gotten some wild reactions when WWE's run there before in Brooklyn and Charlotte flair in many, many circles is persona non grata with a lot of fans who just simply think she's only there because she's she's Ric Flair's kid. She's only there because of that. She's only there because she's blonde. She's only this. What's that crowd going to say when she hits the ring? What do you think? Oh, the, they're going to boo the hell out of Charlotte Flair and they're going to cheer the hell out of Becky Lynch. They could turn Becky heel all they want, but honestly, that she's not like massively getting booed. It's like mm-hmm. it's only when she like really turns on the the drip queen game and and you know. Oh, good for you! When Charlotte yeah. does that, yeah. When she's when they start doing that, you know that she starts to get the boos a little bit, or when she talks about beating Bianca in 26 seconds, which by the way, we'll have a clip with my conversation with Bianca Belair coming up uh, during this episode. That's when she really gets booed. But everywhere she goes, man, she gets cheered out of the building initially. So that's obviously what the um, what the reaction is going to be. And that's the other thing is on the eternal uh, run sheet, both Charlotte and Becky are listed as heels. We just saw last year they took the title off of Randy Orton two weeks after putting it on him because they were like, crap, we don't want heel Orton versus heel Reigns. So we got to put the title back on McIntyre. I would be willing to bet a, an important, important amount of money to me that Eiler, Charlotte, or Becky is not the champion heading into Survivor Series and this match gets changed. I would bet an important amount of money to me on that. Let's check up on that. We got to talk to one of the hottest independent wrestlers in the game right now. Rick, I'll let you go dust off your uh, Funko Pops of Becky Lynch there. (laughs) All right. And uh, I I bring in the gunslinger. Uh, the winner of the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament, uh, one of the one of the biggest tournaments in independent wrestling. He is the man. I'm fortunate enough to be able to be at ringside and see all this stuff with AEW. But Windy City Classic, you win the tournament, you go through the lengths, you're at the top of the mountain. Now you get a shot at Fred Yehi, the gunslinger. How you feeling, Matt Fitchett? You on top of the world after this tournament win? Oh yeah, man. It was uh, it was a pretty badass weekend for me for sure. I, How uh, many matches did you wrestle in two days? Four. And how hard was that on your body? Very. I had to take a week off just to kind of recover from everything. It, it was uh, four intense matches. So, a couple of Epsom salt baths after that. One <laughs> yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> you earned the beer. I there was a couple. There were a couple going around, but you earned the beer at the end of that one. Um, <laughs> tur- tournament final. It's available. You guys can get it on Fight TV and AAW on demand. Um, tournament final, you, you're not in there with the slouch. You're in there with Josh Alexander, this guy who everyone's saying is the next be all end all, but I've seen you come up last year. The year ended with you, the kind of the dissolution of a big tag team that you've been in for a long time, best season in the world. So where are people going to go? You know, the, the thing happens in wrestling, like did it with the rockers, did it with the tag teams. Where are the, where do these two guys go? And you skyrocketed. This, this is a huge, huge year for you. You wrestled at the big AA. AEW, AAW, right? We're always mm-hmm. messing over each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You wrestled the United Center in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are like, oh, turning some heads. You come into this tournament with a lot of hype. You win it, and you beat a guy who just won a world title in Josh Alexander. Is this the biggest year of your career so far? Um, I don't know if I'm, um, I don't know, underselling this, but it doesn't feel like it to me. Um, 
I don't know. Like, it, I think that it reflects that it is, and I think that's really cool. And I appreciate people that that think this is my my year or my biggest year. I'm I'm honestly just kind of like, um, it, it's yeah. I don't know. It feels like a hard question. It, it's just. I don't know. I just kind of made an oath to myself that I was going to make like pretty major changes in my life personally and inside the ring. And uh, I just didn't, I just stopped with my own excuses and everything. And I just wanted to take another path. And, um, you know, it, I just, I always saw people just always saying things online, like no one cares, work harder or work, you know, hard work pays off this, that, and the other. So I just, was like okay well let's just let's bump it up a notch then and and work harder than what i was working and and see what happens and then next thing you know uh you know i won the gym the gym lineum which is probably my favorite accomplishment so far and in doing so i'm now the number one contender for the aw world championship so yeah it's very exciting and um it's you know I, I i gotta win that match i just gotta win you know so you can't go through the tournament you know and, and not do it we see it king of the ring and what does it matter your royal rumble you don't get it at mania right mm-hmm. this is at windy city classic is aaw's mania this, this yeah. is the, the be all end all uh and for me this as an observer and someone working in aaw the conversation this is the biggest match of your career like that that's the way i see it do you yeah see no definitely like you just put it in perspective for me because i i I didn't even make that connection. I didn't, I didn't mean to put the was. fire underneath your feet here. Oh, no, this, no, 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 no. I'm just, trying to stay, I'm just trying to stay calm before the storm, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't make that uh, that that connection there that the Windy City Classic is kind of like the mania. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't think I've even said it out loud. Like, I guess I'm, I'm headlining the AEW Mania show, which I don't think that I've ever done before. So that's really fucking cool to know and to kind of make that realization so like yeah maybe it, maybe this is my biggest year so far you know mm-hmm. i just always try to, to top the next one like i don't think anybody really has an actual year i think that they have it just show to show you're, you're yeah. just trying to make the towns man and, and sometimes and get you get it. and honestly sometimes you do get tunnel vision and you just don't you don't really realize what's going on or like how things are reflected maybe back uh or how other people see it, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm sure there's probably many people that have different opinions of it and everything like that. So yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I'm just on the other side of it. So I just, I go out there and I just, I just try to do my best and do my job. So you, uh, you, you've been doing a lot of different things with your personality this year. You were part mm-hmm. of a tag team and you had the term of oh, you this people think this is a bad thing, but I was like, oh, he's good hand, workhorse, great guy. You know, like like, <laughs> but, and you were in a tag team where you know when people saw the Hardys, right? Jeff was the cool one, and Matt was the one who was like the technician, right? Mm-hmm. And people did the same thing with you and Besties in the world, and Davey was the big personality, and you were the technician. Mm-hmm. And now uh, things kind of turn a different way, and you win this tournament, you break out big, you put out these promos where you're just getting into street fights with people and mm. you've, you've kind of uh, adopted a new persona of the gunslinger and you have so much more personality. You are the guy that no one wants to get into in a, in a fight with a bar, but also maybe the guy they want to drink with at the bar at the same time. <laughs> uh, tell me about the gunslinger and where that moniker came from. Uh, so 
Um, I don't know where, where the gunslinger came from. I don't remember to be totally honest with you. I think it was, I I don't know, probably me bullshitting with the friends at the bar. Actually. I think I, I think I came up with it while I was still drinking. I'm I don't drink anymore. Actually. I've been drinking over two years now, but, uh, you're just going to the bar to pick fights with people. (laughs) So, so the whole, the whole, the whole character of it, of the gunslinger, like, you know, through my whole career, You'd ask anybody, um, like, hey, you know, uh, you know, some advice, like, what can I do, this, that, and the other, like, what you got, like, character-wise, you know, this, that, and the other, and, you know, you'd always hear, like, hey, just be yourself and just turn it up to 11, just be yourself, just go out there and be yourself, like, that's, you would always hear it, just like, hey, be yourself, be yourself, and I think all through my 20s and everything, I didn't really know who I really was, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm 32 now. And, you know, when I turned 30, it was a pretty big, pretty big deal for me. It kind of hit me a little hard, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, I just kind of reflected back on who I was and what what I really did come from. So I just was like, well, you know, this is how I used to be. So I just kind of took the real me back then and was like, well, fuck it. I'll just I'll make it into a character and put it on put it on camera and, and see if, see if anything happens with it. And, and yeah, here we are. So, I mean, like, yeah, those are just like, I don't know, real aspects. Like I grew up in a, like a fucking shithole town and I'm still fucking here. <laughs> like I've never moved out of this fucking shithole place, you know? Well, maybe you Where will when you just, become the champ, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe, you know, it, there was just nothing to do around here other than drink and fight. Like that, that honestly, honestly, God, that was it. You just go down to the bar. What's and, that like, South maybe... Park bit where it's drinking, 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 fighting, fighting, fighting? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It was just, it was just that. And I just felt like uh, every time I would go wrestle, I was a different person because I was out of, I was out of that environment, right? You're a product of your environment. So like. Maybe it was uh, an escape, I guess, in a way. So, uh, you know, because like, I've never been in a fight in a locker room or anything like that. And I kind of just always was respectful. But you come into this town and it all, all all bets are off. It's just a fucking, it's just a, I don't know. It's where do you live shit. for people that don't know? Where, where are you at? I live in Granite City, Illinois. It's about, well, depending on how fast you drive, is either about 10 or 15 minutes from St. Louis. Okay, so that's a, that's a rough part of town. That's that's yeah, we're right belt. next. Yeah. We're right next to uh, East St. Louis, Illinois, oh. the murder. East capital. St. Louis is a town. <laughs> if you've seen the movie National Lampoon's Vacation, when they get the when they get their hubcaps ripped off the car, mm-hmm. that is in East St. Louis, Missouri. Yep. That's so, real uh, shit. That's real. Like that's real shit. Like that really. <laughs> like I used to work in East St. Louis even, and yeah, it's it's not. They don't fuck around. You just you, you don't go there unless you have to fucking be there. So. All right, well, you have to be somewhere. Uh, people can check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Matt Fitchett. That's Matt with one T. Give him a follow on the Twitter, at Matt Fitchett, just with one T in the mat. Uh, <laughs> and he challenges Fred Yehi for the AAW Heavyweight Championship coming up on Fight TV, available on Worldwide Pay-Per-View. This is going to be a huge one, man. Uh, what are your feelings on your opponent? How do you feel about Fred Yehi? I You don't have to give away the whole strategy here, but this is a guy who he doesn't care who he's talking about. Nothing is sacred to this man. Uh, he's throwing the title around. He's beating up people in the locker room. He's talking about everyone's family. He's going off on everyone. He is, he is the definitive villain. And I don't mean that in the, uh, you know, digressive way. Mm-hmm. He, he has created a target on his back because he wants a target his back. He wants, he wants everyone to, to know who he is. How do you feel about him and, and how big of a challenge is this to you? And do you have any comments for Fred? If he's going to hear this? 
I um yeah, all the above. I uh, I admire Fred in a way. Like I kind of like the attitude of not giving a fuck and you know just wanting to beat people up. Um, so that's just I've I've came across people like him before, and you know the loudest guy in the room's the biggest bitch. So I don't I don't care. He he can say whatever he wants to fucking say. Actions speak louder than words. So I just I'm just gonna go in there and beat the shit out of him the best way I can. If you um, haven't figured it out, AAW is TV fourteen, by the way. So this is this is this is yeah, because not... I can't stay away from the F word. Like I just gotta <laughs> fix my vocabulary, man. You know, again, I'm a product of my environment. I can't help it. But uh, yeah, I also think Fred looks like a dipshit walking around with broken sunglasses on all the time. Like, are you inside or outside, bud? Figure it the fuck out, huh? <laughs> Yes, we can show you right there. He is once again wearing wearing sunglasses. I don't in one eye. I don't know why he's kind of gritting in the maybe because the other eye has light in it. You know, he's not, he's not ready for that. That's part maybe. of maybe he's going to need both eyes for me. <laughs> okay, all right. So once again, Windy City Classic on Worldwide Fight TV pay per view. You can get Fight TV on on your Roku, on your apps, all your different things. Of course, you can get it on your laptop, HDMI to the TV, all that good stuff. Can't watch it live? Don't worry. You can get the bundle right there after the weekend. Get all the good stuff. And of course, AAW on demand for our whole on demand library. Get your tickets at aawpro.com. One fifteen Bourbon Street. You're not going to want to miss this live. Silas Young on the card. A lot more talent. Allison take Allison K taking on Sky Blue. For the AEW Women's Championship. This is going to be an awesome show. I'll be there. Mean Gene and it backstage. Matt, I will try to avoid you backstage. Maybe I get to have a good conversation with you after the match. If I'm in my safe well. place right now, so that's why I'm so calm, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen you riled up before a match. You are one guy where I'm, I'm not talking to him until after the match. I'm, not, I'm just not talking to him. I got Matt, natural wrestling bitch face, too, so I just look angry all the no, time. No which, bitch in your which blood. We've had, yeah, but, but which we've had this conversation. You also have the hard brow line. And it's a curse, man. It's a curse. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're pissed off all the, the fucking time. The deep set eyes and the heavy brow. Where, yeah, where man. Like, Are I you mad? See, no, I should be I wearing glasses. I can see it in my reflection right now, you know? <laughs> like, it's just all those years of wrestling. I think it's just cartilage built up now. This is just me in traffic. Just being... <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Your, yours come from fighting. Mine come from the Kennedy again. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Matt, thank you so much. Once again, November 26th on Fight TV. Windy City Classic, good luck to you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's get Rick back in here. Thanks so much, Rick. Uh, give him a follow as well on the Twitter machine there. Matt Fitchett, what a good guy. What a story. What a unique one. That that, that guy is like the definitive. What a mouth. Uh, what a mouth, too. He doesn't care, dude. He just doesn't. Just, he, just, he legitimately is like that in the Rick, ring. Out of the ring. When we get the uh, SKFCC related fines, I'm sending that check, uh, <laughs> that check your way. These are one of those things where I'm like, oh, I feel good that I'm on a podcast. Because right? you and I come from radio. Once right. you start dropping F-bombs, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, oh, man. I had Mox. I had Mox drop an F-bomb once on live radio. That... Yeah, what happened with it? You interviewed him like, oh, what, a month or two ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was over the phone. Uh, he was actually like, he was like, talking with his daughter like talking to his daughter and like baby talking and then like one second he goes from talking to her to dropping an f-bomb i don't know it was uh it was quite the experience uh talking to him uh that was ahead of the cincinnati dynamite a few uh a few weeks back there but uh oh yeah good times uh yeah Wait, let's, let's, what is this uh, question here yeah let's what hit the this free one? for all here dj eric when are we going to get the match of the century sp3 versus and i'm gonna go ahead and uh edit 
uh, this. It should say the longest reigning sports Kita trivia champion of all time, Rick Uchino. Loser leaves SK for 30 days. I could use a vacation, but I ain't losing that matchup. First things first, DJ. Whenever SP3 can find the time in his delicate schedule, I will take him on any day of the week. But, but my friend, first things first, Survivor Series Sports Kita Trivia Saturday, November 20th. It's Team Chino versus Team SP3. Kev Kellum is part of my team. We got some other surprises for you, some special guests that are going to be showing up as part of our teams. I don't care who SP3 brings it. They're going down. It's going to be a He's clean He's got friends state. at Fightful, dude. I got friends at Fightful. I think. Okay. I think. Maybe. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We've got the champ. That's all Team Chino needs. But I'm going to bring some backup anyway, because, you know, I don't want to do all the heavy lifting. I got I got spinal arthritis, dude. I can't I can't start doing all the heavy lifting now. Should yeah, that was already full. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Saturday, November 20th, Summer or Survivor Series trivia. Be there, DJ Eric, as uh, we send Team SP3 packing. Uh, we are doing a free for all Thursday night here, so get anything you want to talk about uh, in there. I saw a couple of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. There's a couple of good ones that uh, put up there. Now I can't find them. Of course I can't. In time while I look for stuff. Do, 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 do. Uh, Jashel, uh, talked to this earlier. We were talking about uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, whether or not that match is going to be uh, called off or not, or should it be called off, whether there's legit heat between the two. She says, I was hoping for Bianca and Charlotte. Uh, she hasn't really been uh, feeling Becky uh, since she came back. She was hoping Bianca would get, uh, would get her moment, would get the belt back. Not possible now, not right now. And I did ask Bianca Belair about that. So just stay tuned. Uh, she will, um, uh, will be playing a clip from that interview that we did earlier today. Uh, Kamar says possibly Lib Morgan versus Charlotte Flair uh, at Survivor Series. I think that makes the most sense. I wouldn't, I would hope they wouldn't rush this, this with Lib Morgan. Um, I'm kind of hoping that this is going to be, a slow build and that her title shot is going to come at day one. Lib Morgan, uh, Kev also part of the, uh, raw survivor series team. But as we saw on Monday night at raw, they have no problem changing those teams right now. They took Dominic Mysterio out of one team right away. Oh, they took Dominic Mysterio out. All right. Mm -hmm. Who Bobby Lashley just beat that. Bobby Lashley has no problem beating the hell out of your kids. If that is (laughs) anything that we have seen, Bobby Lashley will hit a child. He does not care. Big Bobby. Big Bobby, Big Bobby beats up the kids. Big Bobby beating up the kids. But, yeah, you could put Becky uh, in the Survivor Series uh, elimination match, do the flip-flop there with Liv Morgan. I also think this matchup makes a ton of sense because Liv Morgan, for her development, right, like her first big singles match after the uh, the Riot Squad was broken up the first time was against Charlotte Flair. She lost. She said, when, you, when, when I come back, I'm going to fight you again. I'm going to be completely different. Then she disappeared for, like, 12 months. Then she came back and then she wrestled Charlotte again and she lost again. So now she's she could get that third match with Charlotte and potentially win it. But she's got to beat Becky first. This is Liv's first ever singles title opportunity. I don't want them to rush it. I I I would hope that she would win. I would be OK with her winning, even, you know, me being the biggest Becky Lynch homer in the world. But again, I, I really want them to slow play this and hope that it uh, 
it, it becomes a, a a bigger thing. I'm not so sure that though that they would put the title on Liv Morgan as we get close to WrestleMania season. It's hard to believe it. But it's November the 11th. WrestleMania season is right around the corner. We only got uh, about six weeks left until we're we're on the home stretch to to Mania. I we'll think we not. may get a couple teases for Mania at Survivor Series. Oh, for sure. And this leads us to this question: The Rock went on the record this week. He's promoting a new movie he has coming out on Netflix. Red Notice, pretty big movie here. Him and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. And so he has this new project coming out. He has many different things coming out. But we're in the wrestling bubble. And we want to know when The Rock's going to wrestle again. Not just when he's going to wrestle. When is he going to wrestle as his nephew, who has gone amok and has turned himself into the villain in professional wrestling? I'm sorry, All Elite Wrestling fans. I'm sorry, New Japan Pro Wrestling fans. There is no more on-point villain right now in wrestling than Roman Reigns. There is none. And you're entertained by what he's doing and you love seeing him be so evil. And this is the Roman Reigns you always wanted. And now you've got him. And here he is, one of the longest reigning WWE champions in the modern era, coming up on CM Punk's uh, long title reign there from a few years back. So what's going to happen here? Delwyn Jones wants to know, will The Rock return to WWE to challenge Roman Reigns? I can see him return, but not now until 2023, which is something that Roman alluded to in some interviews. And now Rock going on the record saying the situation has to be right. Yeah, I think, and this is something that we've talked about before, the longer that you push this off, I think the less likely that it is it's it's going to happen. The Rock isn't a spring chicken. Now, granted, though, he is in tremendous shape right now. He is in better, arguably better shape now, at least from a muscle and, and just, my God, that man could crush me like a, like a, like a grape uh, type uh, fitness that he has We've never seen him before in in a professional wrestling ring. He's got that that superhero build because you know he did just uh, uh, don the cape or whatever the hell Black Adam wears. I'm not really sure, but that's uh, that's that's a DC movie anyway. Uh, but um, man, the longer that you push this off, and I know everybody's saying, well, it would be perfect for Hollywood, right? It would be perfect for Hollywood. WrestleMania 39. That's where you need to do it. 2023. That's still well over a year away. I think the timing is perfect to do it now, but it it's not going to happen. He's got movie schedules, all of that concerned. But the other thing is you're talking about another year older. You're talking about maybe more movie projects coming up. Kurt Angle has talked about this before. It's like, look, when you're outside of the ring, man, that's part of what really killed him. And his last run is as in shape as he was, he was not as limber as he used to be. He said his body kind of solidified. Uh, as he was uh, sitting on the pine pony, the it's been a while since the rock has been in a ring and he's only getting older. So, I mean, the longer you push this off, the more likely that it doesn't happen or it does happen and it doesn't live up to the hype, which is something that we, we, we don't want to see. This is why the undertaker ain't wrestling anymore. He said, look, I could do a match, but it ain't going to be up to undertaker standards and it's not going to be what the crowd wants to see. So he's not going to do it. That's my fear as long as this keeps going and going and going and I will push it off to, to 2023 or 2024. Or, oh, it'll happen when the rocks 57. You also got to keep the Roman Reigns storyline going. I don't right now. I could conceivably see him having the title until 2023, but who knows? Maybe somebody will come along and take it off. of him. Kyle wants to know Nia Jack should go to AEW. Of course, our last week's episode, a lot of you guys watched that on YouTube. Thank you so much. It was yes. a big episode for us. We appreciate it. Under sad circumstances, so many people getting let go by WWE. One of them, Nia Jax, has been with the company for seven years. Speaking of The Rock, she is in the Anawahi family. Uh, I wonder if some texts were exchanged there. Uh, and 
she is now going to be on the market here in 90 days or so and comes onto the market with uh, some some a different look uh, on the India independent wrestling circuit. She didn't wrestle the Indies. She's wrestled almost exclusively in the WWE system. Yeah. Should she go to All Elite Wrestling? I say yes because I am a sucker. I am a sucker for a juicy story. Get that line. drop. Get that drop. Cut that out where he says he's a sucker. <laughs> That's a cut. I need, I need to use that later on. <laughs> I am a sucker for a juicy storyline you cannot tell me Get the juicy part <laughs> you cannot tell me that there would not be a better way to introduce nia Jax to another company than for her to square off with dr Britt baker mm. because if you remember before she signed with all elite wrestling her biggest accomplishment in the young career of dr Britt baker dmd was being squashed by nia Jax on an episode of monday night raw that mm. was like her big claim to fame before she got signed up with AEW. That's what everybody knew her for, at least the hardcore wrestling fans. Now she has grown into one of the top stars on the planet. I would love to see that storyline unfold. I would also love to see what Nia Jax can do outside of the shackles of WWE. Mm. I, I would love to see what she could do inside of a quote-unquote wrestling company. WWE, they'll say they're not a wrestling company. Just looking at AEW, what we saw on Wednesday night, they're a freaking wrestling company, man. So, yeah, I would love to see what Nia Jax could do. I'm a sucker for a good storyline. I'd love to see her go to AEW. Mr. James Espanto Fernando Tagay, who's been with me for years. Thank you so much, James. You've been watching my shows, hear me yell your name like that. Uh, he goes, I think it would be a great time for The Rock to come back. We are following up on the topic from a few minutes ago here. This is what happens when you're doing a live show, right? You just got to go back to the thing you talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a free-for-all. Screw it, baby. There's no rules. Uh, he says it'd be a great time for The Rock to come back. He is playing at a 2028 presidential run. Ugh. If you smell with President The Rock. If he's the president, he can't be President Johnson. No, he's President The Rock. <laughs> Uh, I'll say this much. Would anybody F with us if The Rock was president? <laughs> He's cutting promos. <laughs> He's cutting we promos on North Korea. He's we cutting promos on North Korea. Kim Jong-un, you Rudy Pook. And he is. Um, you can take those warheads. Shut them up. Real <laughs> it would be. I'll say this much. It would be incredibly interesting. Uh, to see what President Rock would actually be like. I think he's, would... he's doing a photo op with like the Prime Minister of England, and they go, uh, would you like to talk about the trade agreement, Mr. Prime Minister? Well, yes, I feel it doesn't matter what you think of the trade agreement. Every every single photo, like the, the, the picture of the Rock in the presidential library is just him doing the eyebrow at his inauguration. <laughs> you, if he won, if the Rock won the presidential election, do you think he would show up at the podium at election night headquarters and not say a word and just do the just put yes. the arm up? And also not hail to the chief. I don't want him walking out to hail to the chief. He does the state of the union. He walks out to his theme music. <laughs> he walks. <laughs> he walks out to his theme music. If you smell, would, would the la, WWE la, 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 la. would the WWE send him a com uh, uh, commemorative it's... WWE championship? In the plates, we'll have the White House in the plates. <laughs> CNN can officially project that 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson is over. He is officially over in Florida. And <laughs> like, 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 just, <laughs> it'd be awesome, man. You know what? This is also yep. what happens in the movie Idiocracy, though, when <laughs> when the when the president becomes a pro wrestler. Yeah, so it'd be pretty ridiculous here. Um <laughs> uh Charles Anthony said in the Rock's voice, finally the Rock has come back to DC. It's ridiculous. Can you imagine like sitting in a congressional meeting with like the freaking rock? Like you go from like 80-year-old Joe Biden to, to freaking muscle-bound Dwayne Johnson going in there is like, all right, look, MFers, we're gonna talk about this budget right now. We're gonna get this thing done in the next hour. I got a lunch thing. Let's go. <laughs> Still producing movies. I don't have to stop producing movies. Give me a weekend. I'll go make the new Terminator. Oh, <laughs> like, 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 like that type of thing. Uh, pretty great. Uh, pretty good. Here we go. I'll follow up on here. Another question here from Delwin. Uh, what are your thoughts on Finn Bauer? He had an injury on the UK tour. Yes, this came out here. He was taken off of one of the shows that he was officially advertised for uh, due to an undisclosed injury. The severity of the injury has not been public. Have we gotten any update on that yet? Um, From what I read, it was minor. It was a, it was a pretty minor. He was pulled from uh, the matches as a precautionary thing, uh, and he should be you know just fine. So I mean that's 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 pretty much the last update that that I saw on that. So he should be uh, he should be good to go. He wasn't on Raw this week, obviously traveling for the UK tour. So I'd expect this we'll we'll see him there. Maybe who knows? Maybe they pull him from Survivor Series because he is on the Raw Survivor Series team. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, chat coming up with uh, Bianca Belair here in moments. Something that I uh, was doing a little uh, show prep uh, for that. Very interesting for Bianca Belair. This will be her third Survivor Series match for her third different brand. Mm. First one, she was on NXT. Last year, she was SmackDown. This year, she's on Raw. She's hit the trifecta in her first three Survivor Series uh, five-on-five traditional elimination matches. Maybe this year, she'll be a, uh, actually be a Survivor. Remember last year when she got uh, counted out? And mm-hmm. the sole Survivor was Lana, who didn't even get into the match. Boy, it's so great that actually led to something, wasn't it? Ugh. Uh okay. Oh, speaking of Lana, yes. let's talk about some All Elite Wrestling before we get done here. All Elite Wrestling's full gear is this Saturday. We will be doing a live post show, by the way, and you'll be able to get that on our video channels or podcast channels. A uh, lot to get into here. Um, jump into the conversation with this in the chat if you're with us live or if you're watching on demand. Don't be afraid to do that. You can follow Rick at Rick Uccino. Follow me at K E V K E L L A M, Kev Kelm. Follow uh, Sportsky Wrestling, SK Wrestling underscore. Go give it a look. Uh, let's, let's get into this conversation here with Bianca Belair, who I think has just had a breakout year. Yeah, she did lose a title, she did lose some rematches, but I still think she is still deeply in that top mix of the WWE at the moment. Let's get into this yeah. conversation with you. Yeah. And, and one of the things that uh, that we talked about is she was in uh, this uh, Fatal 5-Way on Monday Night Raw. She did not win. Dewdrop drop uh, had a lot to do with that. So it looks for the time being that Bianca is going to be out of the title picture. And Liv Morgan, to her credit, is now the number one contender, something that we talked about earlier. And I asked her, you know, look, I know you want to be the number one contender, but your thoughts on, on Liv Morgan uh, winning this match and finally after all this time in wwe getting an opportunity at a women's championship yeah listen you know i i always would love to be the number one contender you know i want to become raw women's champion um just as much as anyone else but at the end of the day Liv morgan is someone who has been here she's putting the time she's putting the hard work everyone works hard but 
you know, I think everyone sees that it, this is Liv Morgan's time. Um, I'm so happy for her. I'm someone who can, I know how to clap for other people when it's not my time. And it's Liv Morgan's time right now. And trust me, I, I'm I'm the person giving a round of applause right now. Um, I'm rooting for Liv Morgan. Uh, she she just, she, it's just something so magical and endearing about Liv Morgan. It's something that makes you just want to get behind her and root for her. So I'm always excited to get in the ring with her. Uh, especially for a tribute to the troops. I was excited to know that we were going to get to be in the ring together. And even with the Fatal Five way, hey, it's each person for their own. I'm just glad that Carmella didn't sneak the win, <laughs> that Liv Morgan kind of came in and saved the day. So I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Liv Morgan. All right. Uh, Liv, of course, will. Uh, we don't know when she's going to get that opportunity, but she will be taking on uh, Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, no. which is somebody that you have now wrestled uh, all <laughs> over the freaking world from Saudi Arabia to all across the uh, the United States. I know this feud didn't start out the, the way that, uh, that you wanted, but uh, now that you have had gotten to work several uh, matches with her that were more than 20 seconds long, um, you know, what was it like to, to mix it up with her in the ring and... Um, you know, just to get that experience uh, with her and being really her first big feud back from that lengthy hiatus. Yeah, you know, getting in the ring with Becky Lynch, I was very excited about that. I mean, it's it's Becky Lynch is the man, you know, she already has an amazing legacy that she started. So to be a part of it, it's really cool. I always want to be a part of big moments and moments that people are going to be talking about for a very long time, which SummerSlam is a moment that everybody's still talking about, even though yeah. I lost my title in 26 seconds. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm never going to stop. Uh, I'm never going to let up. I'm going to keep coming co coming back forward to hopefully one day where it'll come back around. But to get in the ring with Becky Lynch and continue to get in the ring with her, I love and capitalize on any moment that I feel like can make me grow as a competitor and make me grow as a performer. And Becky Lynch does that. She pushes you to the limit. You know, her having a baby and coming back and everyone wondering, will she be the same? Will she not? And to be able to get in the ring with her and show everyone and she she also shows me that she's not just the same, she's better. Um, it's it's really cool to to be a part of that legacy, part of Becky Lynch's legacy in that moment. Um, and also have Becky Lynch be a part of my legacy as well in, in the very beginning of my legacy that I have now. But it's really cool and fun to get in the ring with Becky Lynch. Like you said, I didn't realize it, how much we've traveled the world with each other um, yeah. <laughs> and had different matches all across the world. So it's it's really cool. Uh, you've now been in the ring with all uh, four of the uh, horsewomen, and now this might be a very, very difficult question because they're all fantastic, but who do you think brings the best out of you in the ring when you're in there with her? Um, that's a very hard question because they all bring something different out of me. Oh, and you'll have to, to tune in tomorrow. What? I know. I want to know what happened, though. Same channel, that? different time for oh, come on, Rick. Eric, to give the answer to that question. That's what we call a tease. That's what we call in the business. Come on, tease. Rick. Can I get a come on, Rick, in the chat from everybody? <laughs> they wanted to hear the rest of that answer. Was, was the video lagging for everybody else, by the way? A little way? bit. It was, okay. it was lagging a little bit because we had the ticker on the bottom. I didn't realize that would cause an issue. But you could hear it. You guys could hear all the audio of it. Correct? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, believe it it. I, I heard it plain as day. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's pre-taped. We'll have it drop in a little bit. So we're, <laughs> we're uh, did I say we were the absolute best operation in the world? No. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> getting into it. Come so on. Network. Come on, Rick. See? Come on, the Come on, Rick. Come on, man. Come that on, will be dropping Ricky. in its entirety. Uh, tomorrow uh, morning, I believe right around 9 or 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, we talked about Tribute to the Troops, where she will be taking on uh, Liv Morgan. 
uh, this weekend. Uh, talked about the WrestleMania. Uh, tickets obviously go on sale tomorrow everywhere. Uh, again, talked about it being a, a two-night event, whether she's happy with that or not. And uh, frankly, I had a, uh, about 40 questions I could have uh, asked Bianca Belair. I only got about six in because uh, she's very thorough, very honest with her answers. And uh, I was on a massive time crunch. So I uh, I ain't Ryan Satin. I don't get 30 minutes, but uh, I could have filled 60 today. It's always a pleasure to talk to Bianca. So I hope you guys enjoy that conversation uh, when it comes out. She's uh, irrefutably more. such a good person. Like there's there's oh, no, yeah. there's no there's no. Like she's more who she is on television. It's always like that Austin model, though Stone Cold model. Take who you are outside of the ring and, and put it in the ring and just turn the volume as much as you can, right? And with her, like she is this incredibly hardworking but equally um, goodwilled person, and and but it's very fiery. You know, like you get a lot of sass out of her, and so when you get to see her a little bit more even kill, it's interesting. You know, it was you know when 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 she. When she just smiles, man, she lights up a whole damn room. Like she's just so damn likable, and you you could see the, like one of the best things though is like as I brought up you know Montez, her husband, and you could see her light up. Like those two together, that's like relationship goals for like everybody in the entire play. Like the, I I love watching those two on screen. I did ask them if they would like to do more on screen stuff together because you know they do have great chemistry both inside and outside the ring. So that's a question that she answered as well. So again, that's going to be uh, dropping uh, dropping tomorrow. I did love that you know she's one of these people that's backstage right now rooting for Lib Morgan, who is now the new uh, the new number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. So uh, and honestly, one of the only baby faces that we have left, Kev, because WWE they're just turning everybody heel, man. We had three heel turns in the last week. The hell are we doing? Like, I'll, I'll admit, it makes sense for Kevin Owens. It really does. And I kind of like that buildup where everybody's like, yeah, screw you, Kev. You're still the same old jackass that you've always been. And then he just turns into that big jackass. And he's like, all right, buddy, you want me to be the jackass? I'll be the jackass. And I'll just beat the hell out of Big E. I think that makes a ton of sense. I watched Raw on Tuesday. I didn't get to see it live. And the whole show... Is Kevin Owens going to people that he's turned on in the past yeah. when he was a villain, saying, like, you think I'm a good guy now, right? You know, you like what happened with Big E last week? It was you know, it was just a mistake, right? You know I'm a good guy, right? Right, Mysterio, you think I'm a good guy? And everyone kind of like blew him off. Yeah. Because they don't want to tell him, like, no, like you're a great wrestler, but we don't think you're a good guy. <laughs> you know, like like and so he turns on Big E at the end of the show. Yeah. And I'll say this: it was compelling. Now, mind you, I watched the 90-minute version on Hulu, but for 90 minutes, all you need. For 90 minutes, though, I was on board. And it was an interesting story. I'm not saying it's the best story, but I'm saying it has some trajectory. At the same time, this whole thing got going with him saying, whether I'm here for three more years or three more months. Right. And if you're smart, that's him playing to you. Uh, and then you had Biggie saying, this ain't Mount Rushmore, buddy. And like so like him just which taking is, shots. Which was, I'm amazed that got on television. Like, I truly am. Like, if that was said on AEW... Whatever, cool. That's like no holds barred over there. They can pretty much get away and say with whatever the hell they want. They mentioned Samoa Joe, a WWE employee, on television this past week. So it's like you're not going to hear outside of Sami Zayn on that infamous electric chair. You don't hear WWE people drop, you know, other names or this, that, and the other thing. So it was really, really. I honestly, I couldn't believe that they they got that line past it. Maybe that was one of those things where like the reference just went over everybody's head, or maybe somebody mm -hmm. just ad libbed. But uh, that was really, really well done uh, with all these Kevin Owen teases. And look, 
if this is his last three months with the company, yeah, just go out on this monster heel run and 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 be a foe to to, to Big E during this title hunt. And if you and help Big E, help Big yeah. E with this title run and do do give back to what the business gave to you, right? Daniel yeah. Bryan did it. He left the right way. Some other people just got let go. Maybe that, that leaks in a little bit more bitter. Um, but it'll be interesting, and I, it makes me makes it a little bit more testy as to what Kevin Owens is going to do in his future. You know, it makes these things a little bit more compelling. At least WWE is using that in the short term to get some good TV out of it. Right. And if Kevin Owens is going to leave, at least let him go out in, in, in some style, right? In a, in a, in a major program, not, not the John Moxley treatment where he, where you knew he was a, a dead duck walking and they, they had him losing matches left and right. And they gave him that little shield final tour. And then, you know, he was gone. Put him in a major main event storyline. I think KO, I think Big O, Big E, that is uh, that's a compelling storyline. And if uh, Kevin resigns, who says he can't beat Big E for the, for the WWE? I'm going to say that's going to be an interesting story to follow going into the Royal Rumble. Yes, Kevin Owens sir. is in that Royal Rumble, and his contract is apparently coming up at the end of January. Isn't it going to be interesting to see what ooh, he does? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Now, I'm... I'm not abdicating for Big E to lose the the WWE championship. But could you imagine if KO wins the WWE title at the Royal Rumble and then pulls a CM Punk where you don't know if he's coming back. Maybe he's taking that championship to another company. KO could even tweet out a picture of the damn title in his fridge uh, like CM Punk could do. There's a lot of interesting things that you could do with that and kind of have history repeat itself until Kevin Owens shows back up. I'm not saying you have to do the whole John Cena, Ray Mysterio thing where we're going to crown a new champion. And then, you know, Kevin Owens shows up and now you got two WWE champions, but I would love it. If they did that, put the title on big, o, big E, or excuse me, big O big E put the title on KO. And, uh, you know, then you can have big E win it again at, uh, at WrestleMania, get his first win, by the way, at WrestleMania, Kevin Owens turning heel. That makes a ton of sense. The other heel turns that we saw this week, I, I, I don't get what they're doing with a lot of their women's storylines. Shotzi was over. You didn't need another heel on SmackDown. You need pop. Dewdrop was getting there. She wasn't over, but she was getting there. Dewdrop getting there as well. You turned her heel. They just turn everybody in the women's division heel. And we don't have that top baby face outside of Bianca Belair and, and now Liv Morgan to really fill that that vacancy like there's there's nobody there that say every single member of the four horsewomen the, the ones that are active uh and and bailey they are all heels right now you just turned shots a heel do drop as a heel i i still don't know why they decided to bring becky lynch back as a heel like i i don't know what they're doing it's like we want to we want to tweak your character we want to change it so we're going to make you a bad guy but it's like you guys they're making all these bad guys, but they're not turning anybody else to help balance out the roster. It's, it's kind of infuriating. I don't, I don't get, I don't get what they're doing to be completely honest with you, especially with somebody like Shotzi. Let's get into AEW all Elite wrestling. One of the biggest pay-per-views of the year is this Saturday. It is on traditional pay-per-view. This isn't the $10 a month, $5 a month WWE network peacock deal. You're putting down real money, just like you would for a big boxing match or an old-school WWE pay-per-view. And uh, All Elite Wrestling has a lot of different uh, talent and names and their president making the media rounds, including today's media scrum, which, Rick, you were uh, able to attend digitally. 
Yes, they did. So uh, tell me about this. There was a little bit of a kerfuffle with one member of the media in this. Before we get into the card, we'll run down the whole card here. But I love how these these distraction stories become bigger than the actual story, which is AEW is going to put on a great show. Hangman Page might, might win the title that's been teased for like a year and a half, two years now. Yeah, so it's so weird because because Tony Tony Khan he loves to talk. First off, it's it's almost impossible to get a question in there, and and more often than not, Tony, to be fair, is is very very respectful. Uh, but today he was asked a question, and it's it's almost like he got triggered, like something that was said. And by the way, there was nothing wrong with the question, nothing at all it was a perfectly legit i've not heard this question. i read a, i read a transcription of it yeah so uh, give me the uh, setup by this because yeah, so, the tone uh, of it when he read it sound makes it sound a lot nastier than it may have been right yeah and, and and i'm not saying like his his tone of voice was you know like it didn't come off like he was mad or he was trying to berate anybody what it came off as was mansplaining is what it came off as and he did get a little bit defensive. Now, the question came in from, from Ella J. If you don't know who uh, Ella J is, she is a, uh, uh, a fantastic uh, you know, wrestling journalist, works for uh, Bell to Bells, was uh, part of the, the PWI Women's uh, 150. You know, she's a contributor, works at WrestleZone, Wrestle uh, SE Scoops, uh, a, a lot of other places that she, she works at. And you know, she more often than not covers women's wrestling. Rep- and, reputable person. Yes. Great thing very good. And again, it was a very simple honest question just talking about hey look if you if you see all of the uh you know the 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 push forward with women's wrestling and you know we saw nwa and you know they they put on uh empower and it's all women's pay-per-view she was trying to ask tony whether or not aew would ever consider doing an all women's pay-per-view and before she could even get the question out so she's just formalizing the question for people. Listening. Yes. Yeah. Before she and even she's gets going the there, you know where she's going, right? Right. Is AEW going to do an all women's pay-per-view? Would they like to do an all women's pay-per-view? That's where I'm assuming her question was going because she didn't get to finish it because Tony just immediately cut her off and just dove right into the NWA empower pay-per-view where he starts talking about like how he didn't get enough credit for, for lending out the, his talent to that pay-per-view he didn't get enough credit for for paying for his talent to go there and he thought that he should have gotten you know more credit for that and then he's you know he kind of tried to pull it back in and put over some performers like thunder rosa and talked about his women's division here a little bit and then came back in and again was talking about how he didn't get enough credit for for paying the bills like you know i, I believe the analogy he used it was like paying for a big dinner and not getting a thank you like that's just what he it was just very he was very curt uh he came off very very triggered and very defensive and he made the question about himself and it's not getting a great reaction uh on twitter a lot of people are talking about this a lot of people coming to the defense of ella j for the question that she asked again nothing wrong with the question whatsoever it was just a very very are we gonna are are you gonna do an all women's pay-per-view yeah and he didn't even answer the question didn't even answer the question he just Talked about how he didn't get enough credit for loaning out his talent to to empower, and moved on. It was which a, was not the question. No, it was, it was no. a very weird exchange, and you know, I I don't think Tony meant anything by it because again, he he's genuinely, uh, you know, cordial, cordial on these. Yeah, yeah very good, very good word for this. But this one, man, he just seemed 
irked by something that was said, and there was nothing wrong with the way the question and was. And it's, it's also worth noting, you know, Ollie Wrestling has embraced wrestling media. They've embraced blogs and, and websites like, you know, Sports Kita and different stuff like that. Ethan Page did an interview with us this week. That's up oh. on our website. You get a shout out to Raju. It's very, very fun one. If you want to see uh, an interviewer get made fun of uh, comedically for 10 minutes, where you know it's fun, right? This is not that case because this is a media scrum. Uh, where you're, you're multiple people are on that. It's very intriguing here. Uh, and but I also just, think it was just weird. It was just weird and unnecessary. And yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It, but uh, I, I do feel bad for for Ella because it was it was a legit question. It's gonna she get a got, lot of unnecessary attention. On her. Yeah, she got cut off. Not and, not now good this attention because right, you know this, there are people on the internet who are gonna take this the wrong way. Right, but I'm seeing a lot of people supporting her as well, Good. which is which is fantastic. Uh, a great response. I highly suggest you follow her if you don't uh, already. She does really, really good work. Um, but yeah, that that's the that's getting the highlight today, man. And it's not a good look for Tony. I I like to think the best of people, and I would hope that he didn't mean anything by it. But the but his response came off very, very, uh, very curt and very annoyed to a very easy question. To I mean, that's a good question, but it's it's a softball question to answer. And he just made it all about himself. It was just a really weird, really weird moment in today's uh, press conference. And that's what's uh, getting a lot of attention on the uh, the old interwebs today. If you haven't done it already, why don't you hit that like button? Why don't you hit that heart button? Why don't you share the link? Maybe you're like, I don't want to post another wrestling thing on my page. Well, just send it to your wrestling buddies. If you have a wrestling thread or something like that, uh, share it with them. Uh, oh, I can't watch the whole stream of the whole video. Well, we have a podcast of it. You can listen to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify. Thank you so much, Rick. Good news. We are in the top 100 wrestling podcasts on Apple in the United Whoop States. Whoop. Uh, so thank you guys so much for doing that. Uh, we've also cracked the top 200 we're in Great Britain. We're 78. <laughs> yes, we're we, we are 78. <laughs> we're in the top 100, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, we're, also, uh, we're also on the charts in Ghana, West Africa, Australia, Canada and Great Britain. So thank you guys so much for that. And in Ireland as well. In the Philippines, somehow we got onto the sports chart and we got in the top five in the Philippines, which is crazy. Uh, so thank you guys so much. If you haven't, and if you're listening to the podcast of this and you've listened now for like an hour, just give us a five-star review. That does like so much for us. If you get a five-star review, it does a lot for your podcast rating. And then hopefully we can do cool, cool things like a contest in the future and stuff like that. So definitely check it out. Uh, and you know, check if you haven't done already, go ahead and follow us on the socials. Let's get into our AEW full gear promo uh, predictions ah, before yes. we sign off here. Yes. Are you excited for this pay-per-view? We're doing the post show on Saturday night. We are. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. This is um kind of going along with what we talked about there. I wish there were more women's matches on the card. Uh, you have, Nine on the main show itself and only one women's match. Uh, that's not that's not a good balance for me. But there's a lot of matches here that I'm 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 really intrigued by. I, I would buy the pay-per-view just for CM Punk and Eddie Kingston based off of their promo exchange uh on uh, on Friday night, to be completely honest with you. That Brian Danielson and Miro, that's got me pumped up. This should be, should be, and we'll get there. Uh Hangman Pages um, you know, ascent to the top of uh, of AEW. Uh uh, Ty Conti is quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch in all of all elite wrestling. So I'm looking forward to her match with uh, Dr. Britt Baker. There's a couple matches I could care. Couldn't care less about. I'm I'm not a big, you know, inner, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, top American top team. I, mm -hmm. I really don't care. I, the only, I just, just kick Dan Lambert's ass. Like, I guess that's really all this match is really kind of building up to. 
But uh, overall, I think this is a this is a good card. There's plenty of matches that are going to make it worth the 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 bang for your buck. Yeah. Let's run it down. Let's run it down. Uh, we have a kickoff match here: Nyla Rose, Jamie Hader versus Akira Shida and Thunder Rosa. This will be on the buy-in pre-show stream. I, I think you go with Shida and Rosa here. I, I think it. This is a nice uh, a match. I I would put this on the main card. Again, you only have one that is on the main card right now, but uh, that's just me nitpicking. You know, yeah, again. But uh, I I think uh, yeah I th- I think you got to get Thunder Rosa and and she to the win here and this is to kind of help you know set up the the TBS tournament that's uh, still going forward. So this one announced this week: Pac and Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson and his Glock in their corner. Pac and Glock. <laughs> uh, and the, so Pac and Cody Rhodes taking on Malachi Black and Andrade Aldehilio. Uh, with Jose, his assistant, not Chavo Guerrero. Remember when Chavo Guerrero was was managing Andrade like a month or two ago, and then just disappeared when he got hit with an iPad. No, no, uh, no. he hit Pac with an iPad, which was enough to allow Andrade to win a match. Yes, stupid. And then, he but got- then Andrade to turn on him. That was one yes. of the most weak, dumbest post match things I've seen in a long time. I was there. I was there to watch it live. That happened in Cincinnati. It was two months of book. There was uh, three weeks of booking in five minutes. <laughs> Uh, so you're getting Pac, Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black, Andrade. Something makes me think Pac and Cody Rhodes win this match. If they do, they're beating Andrade. Uh, or maybe not. I mean, I was stunned when Malachi lost to, to Cody in their third matchup. Uh, I'm kind of ready for these two to to move on now. I think uh, I don't want to go 50-50 booking. I think Malachi and Andrade get the win. Um, and I, th- I think they need it more, to be completely honest with you. There's a simmering sentiment here of people turning on Cody Rhodes, uh, the executive vice president of the company. I don't think that's simmering, man. I think that's been a rolling boil now for months. All right. Well, now you're at a pay-per-view, okay? And he is positioning himself in a a top spot in the company. Uh, He will go away. Then he'll come back when he's in the big match, right? Uh, And he put down the edict on himself that he can't compete for a world title. So there I am. I'm not going to put myself in the world title program. All right. Well, there's... Something to that, you know, get creative and figure out a way around it. Uh, but there's some people that are just turned on this guy and said that are basically saying, you don't know who you are anymore. You're disingenuous. You're just doing this to be a corporate guy, you know. Um, yet he's still the guy who like helped start this company, you know, which I just think is like such a short term memory thing. And I think people are just kind of following the leader on some of this stuff. Um, is this a point where he turns heel in some way? <sighs> Isn't he kind of already a heel based off of the crowd reactions that he's getting? But they're not, they're just not biting into it. You know, this is the first time where I've really seen AEW not listen to their crowd, you know, and they're going. And I think that's Cody's decision. I I honestly think, I think so. I mean, if you, if you've watched any of the episodes of uh, Roads to the Top, I mean, he's he's talked about this. He's like, look, man, like I, I've been the heel before. I don't want to be a heel anymore. I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. But, but we listen to our fans. Booing him, like, but we listen to our fans, right? So, like, that's what I keep going back to. It's the reverse. It's the reverse. Becky Lynch. It's WWE is trying their best, and she is trying her best to be a heel. Yet everybody's like, "But Becky, we love you, and we want to cheer for you. And you could call but my Becky. mother a whore, and I will still cheer for you." Like, <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I agree with you, but I, you know, there's been times when my mom can be different. <laughs> Let's get into this one. 
two two men that have dubbed themselves the pillars of AEW. They are the young guns, the future of AEW. Many people think that both these men could be future champions and have been featured in some big roles. One of them is one of the hottest baby faces in the business with a very yeah. different, unique look, and he does not care about hurting himself. The other one has the biggest mouth in the business. Darby Allen versus MJF. This has been built up really, really well. I, do, uh, yeah. I think these guys get a lot of time. They can do something really, really special. They've had matches before, but this one has a lot more gas on it. And I honestly have no earthly idea who's winning this. MJF. MJF wins. Get the heat on him. Chase him. You know, get something out of this. Uh, Short-term pop is Darby Allen gets a win over MJF, right? Uh, but MJF hasn't lost big pay-per-view matches. So keep protecting him. You get a heel going at a hangman page. You're going to give away a little prediction later on. I think that's that's some entertaining stuff there. Man, here's you know? the thing, though. I would... I would almost want to cool MJF off just a little bit because... Oh, you can cool him off, but he's got to get a win at the big pay-per-view. You know, it's a seasonal thing. It's a, People people watch AEW a lot of the same ways they do WWE on a much smaller scale. So they'll check out the pay-per-view, at least they'll watch the results. And maybe in a week or two, I'll watch TV. Maybe MJF's there, right? But Darby's been losing a lot of big matches lately. Yes. He, he, I think he needs the win more. <sighs> But man, people just love to hate MJF, and they would hate him even more if he won this match. I, I'm seriously, you could convince me one way or another who should win. You this don't match. need the feel good moment on this show. I you would don't need that, the big. You're yeah. gonna have you're, you're him. Gonna right? You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get the feel good moment. You're getting um, it. I, I, yeah, it's close, but I'll pick J MJF uh, via nefarious tactics. Nefarious tactics. Yes. <laughs> that should be an official thing. Not by <laughs> pinfall disqualification. Got nefarious. Would you win? NT? What does NT mean? I'm reading the results. Um, the AA, the AAC. I work at AAW. This is, I got to get some sleep. Uh, All Elite <laughs> Wrestling Tag Team Championship match. Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Um, FTR. They have the AAA belts. They were able to uh, dress up like frogs and uh, and attack the Lucha Brothers. They've dubbed themselves the greatest Lucha Libre tag team of all time. Uh, I enjoyed them on television recently, taking on some luchadors, one of them Kalisto, formerly of WWE, and Aerostar. Aerostar does flips around Dax Harwood, and he just turns around and just goes, bam, and gives him the bird. <laughs> He's doing flips. You flipping around me? I don't like that at all. Uh, this one's going to be crazy, though. Uh, FTR new champs is Steven Chambers. Something makes me think the heels win here. I think the heels go over in these mid card matches, man. I think it is too soon to take the titles off of the Lucha Brothers. I think they'll find a way to win. I think this is going to be arguably the match of the night, uh, at least a match of the night contender. But I do expect by uh, by hook or crook, one way or another, uh, Lucha Brothers are, are walking oh, out. Oh, Hook's going to get involved? That makes no sense. Give me Hook. I don't know. The inner circle. Hey, we get, we get a whole Jer lot of gang wars in AEW, man. They can make anything make sense. Uh, they like they like faction wars. They like they like doing that on pay per view. We're getting into that right now. The inner circle: Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz taking on the Men of the Year and American Top Team: Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Junior Dos Santos, former UFC Heavyweight Champion, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arflosky, former UFC Heavyweight Champion, and of course the very loud talking MMA. Uh, producer and promoter Dan Lambert. Uh, Dan Lambert makes a little fun of a lot of wrestling, but this guy has been cutting some great promos. And the promos are how they've really sold this. They've done a lot of physical angles. Mazda Vidal was supposed to be a part of this match. Of course, uh, Jorge Mazda Vidal. 
but he is not. He, apparently, he was injured, and that is why. And he uh, obviously makes a lot more money doing big UFC pay-per-views. So maybe getting into wrestling ring and doing a handful of things isn't something the UFC would allow him to do if he's injured. Uh, but you're getting two former UFC champions in this match. Junior Dos Santos did get to wrestle on TV a few weeks ago. They made him look pretty strong. We have not seen Arlovsky wrestle in a, in a ring. He's done stuff like this in Japan, but nothing in the States in this stature. Uh, and this is a street fight. Uh, a lot could go wrong. A lot could go right. What do you think? They've talked this thing up and they've gotten uh, some bad heat on this. Some people saying the the promos, though over in front of the live crowds, may have not gone off well on television. Kate, our friend from Fightful, was on our official preview. If you even want more AEW full year preview, uh, SP3 Sid was talking to you, and, and she felt these were pretty passe promos. Yeah, you know, Chris Jericho making fun of Paige Van Sant, a UFC fighter who's also running with American top team. I think she'll be involved in this pay-per-view match as well. Yeah, I, I think she will, too. And and Tony Khan put her over uh, big time during his call today and said that he would love to do uh, more work with her. Uh, I don't think the American top team guys are going away anytime soon. I don't expect them to get the win here. I think this is going to end up being the humiliation moment for Dan Lambert. He got to go over, uh, you know, on, on Dynamite this week. He, he powerbombed Jericho through a table. Um off the top rope, got a lot of assistance. He, he put him in a Boston crab, made sure to scream that it was a Boston crab. Didn't have it locked in all the way, but a good, but an effort was made. Uh, I ultimately, I think Dan Lambert is the guy who's going to take the loss here in a uh, humiliating fashion, maybe write him off TV for a couple of weeks, but uh, I don't think that these two are done with one another after, after uh, Saturday. Uh, we have people saying that CM Punk will beat Eddie Kingston at AEW full gear. Uh, this one has a ton personal issues to it one single promo really drove all the nails in and they don't even think they needed to touch each other again uh, and this one got really really personal i can tell you uh i'm connecting it to things i've done and i've told you about this before i've done promos where i do the mean gene thing for aaw and one of the best i ever did was one where i was off camera we were doing it like a 2020 shoot like if you were talking to someone who was in a very serious legal situation, they always shoot over the shoulder, right? And that's what we were going for. And that's what I was told, like, we're going to play into. And in walks into the room, Eddie Kingston. And Eddie went off on me like I was telling him he was going to prison for the rest of his life. And and he talked about, I take a pill every effing day of my life so I don't kill someone. And then I saw him say something almost just like that on national television. And it really threaded the needle. Everything that Eddie Kingston says he is the former street guy, guy who is in, you know, correctional facilities, guy who has to watch people's hands when he walks down the street and is alone because he doesn't know. I robbed that drug dealer. So I don't know if he's going to kill me. I saw him, you know, he then gets into wrestling ups and downs relationships fall apart WWE tryout doesn't work people say he's too fat right all these different things gonna give it up then he gets an holy wrestling out of nowhere you know and then you have cm punk who left wrestling saying well years ago we didn't think you had it man you have potential but you didn't have it so you have condescending cm punk and on fire eddie kingston yeah that that promo exchange that they did on Friday was one of the best that I've seen in in years in in all of wrestling because it wasn't and it, it wasn't an exchange of just catchphrases and and buzzwords and clicks and and whatever the hell you know it was just two dudes with a lot of real shit and you could cut the tension with an I felt the tension sitting in my office watching it from Cincinnati. 
miles away from where Dynamite actually was. Or excuse me, Rampage. Ricky, when are you coming home? Honey, I'm at the office. I'm doing work. <laughs> but uh, it was it was really, really good. It, it obviously made me want to buy the ticket. And you know what? I believe it was Kate Hensler uh, from Fightful.com who brought this up on Twitter. This is this was kind of very punk Cena esque. Yet yes. punk now playing the John Cena role and Eddie Kingston playing a younger CM Punk. And my mind kind of blew when I thought about that. But it's Punk is now the conceited veteran who thinks, hey man, I'm I'm doing the right thing here. I all I wanted you to do is apologize and do the right thing. He, that condescending notion. Yeah, we had high hopes for you, but you let us down. That, yeah, that kind of guy. And I think you did the same thing with punk, you know, yeah, like you were supposed I, to be the next guy and you didn't pull it off. And that's why I'm still here. You know, yeah, and, and I think uh, I think Eddie's going to come out on fire in this one. I think these two are going to kick the crap out of each other. I think punk's going to win, but Eddie's going to go down uh, in the in the blazes of glory. Um, there's going to be a lot of really close near falls in this one. I expect this to be the hottest match of the night, um, maybe outside of hangman. But and Omega. Wouldn't it be a bigger story if Eddie beat him? Oh, I think so. But I think it all depends on what your long-term plans are for for CM Punk because whoever gets that first win over Punk, um, that that that's a make that's a make a guy moment. So are you trying to make Eddie Kingston or are they you put, they put that Eddie? They, they almost made Eddie when he was in the, the he was in a pay per view match with John Moxley, right? Yeah. And no one thought he was going to beat John Moxley, right? And they had a great match. They had great promos, right? But is he going to win? You know, at some point, you can only build a guy up through promo so long, right? So it, it, it depends on what the plans are long term for Eddie Kingston. If you want him to win an AEW championship or the TNT title or something like that, this is a win that could propel him to do that. Is it the right time? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think Punk wins. I think somebody else gets that big. Uh, somebody else gets the rub and gets that win over CM Punk. John Moxley out of all eight wrestling. He is in patient rehab. We were hoping the best for him and doing the right thing by his health and his family. He's his out of book, the, by the way, it's fantastic. Excuse me. I said buy his book, by the way, it's fantastic. Have you finished it? Uh, I'm about two thirds of the way through. I got it's good read. Yo, it's great. Read. Uh, that is called Mox, by the way. Am I correct? Yes. Just MOX. Yep. Uh, Brian Danielson still in the world title eliminator tournament. And the word was, we were going to get Mox versus Danielson at this paper. Great match on paper, right? Now we're getting Mox uh, out of the picture. Danielson, best wrestler in the world, one of the biggest names to jump from WWE, a guy who I absolutely love, my all-time favorite wrestler. If I could only watch one guy wrestle in a match, uh, I would watch Danielson versus wrestle himself, you know? Uh, uh, oh, don't take that the wrong way. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Miro, what do you think here? Who needs it more? I think Danielson beats Miro. Miro, I think, can take the loss, but something makes me think that's just another one where you build Miro up just to put him down. You keep making him the gatekeeper in, in some way or another. And he's not really keeping the gate. He's just kind of opening it for somebody. So this is why I think Miro wasn't in the tournament in the first place. Because he was going to take out Danielson after he won the tournament. <laughs> yeah, because he if he if he wins, he's probably going to lose to Hangman Adam Page. If he loses to Danielson he just, he just it's it's kind of a lose-lose situation because if Miro wins the eliminator tournament and he gets the number one contender chip I don't see him winning so what does this win really do for Miro not a whole lot it, uh, losing to Brian Danielson though eh, you just lost to Sammy Guevara uh, I, I, 
this match is going to be great. These two are going to beat the ever-loving hell out of each other. Daniel Bryan, excuse me, Brian Danielson is having the time of his life right now, just getting his ass kicked every week. I love how he's beating people with different submission moves every single week. He's just outsmarting people. He gets to do the all the finishers damn, in the video game. Yeah, he is just the best damn technical wrestler in the freaking world. He's he's your friend that did that code where he can do all the finishers. In, in yeah, the video exactly. Game, yeah. So I think... I think that's what Daniel's going to do. He's going to manipulate whichever part of the body he wants to finish off Miro with that night. I think he's going to win. And I think his first loss will come at the hands of uh, Hangman Adam Page, which might be uh, foreshadowing my, my pick here for the main event, obviously. Now, we, we did have the conversation earlier about how exciting the women's division is, an all-eat wrestling champion. Yes. Yeah, their champion, Britt Baker, DMD, over. She says DMD. She's a heel. The whole crowd says DMD with her. Um, but she's a heel. Uh, Tay Conti coming over from WXT, putting herself in this great position. They've worked up. But here's the thing. Despite everyone's effort and the angles and uh, Rebat ringside and uh, what, another thug that she had was a Jamie Hayter that was was with, was uh, was was being a heater for her as well, right? Um, no one believes that Tay Conti is winning this title. Uh, they, they've never given me a sense that Tay can win it. And what, what is her fire up? I'm going to hug my friend, Anna J and say, I'm going to win the title. They're going to do the butt bump. That, a butt bump. That's, that's it. Like, this is one of those things where they're producing these, uh, angles and different things like that. And they're sending people out there and everyone go gets to go have fun. Right. And we're going to build up to the match. But have you ever seen any fire in Tay that makes you think, Oh, she could come for Britt's head. I haven't seen it. I haven't felt it. I love what I, I, I feel. I feel really critical saying that. Yeah. But this is being positioned. Just us reading the card, right? Now, mind you, this could be in the middle of the show. It could be first match on the show. It could be in the middle. Who knows, right? Uh, but a lot of people want a bigger AEW women's uh, fixture on the pay-per-view. I don't think this is a hot match. I think this pales in comparison to the other one you can do with Thunder Rose and Britt Baker, but you've already done it, you know, and you want to wait to get back to it. And this just feels like a holding pattern for Britt Baker. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the, the end game is they're going to go back to Thunder. Rose and I feel point. I feel mean saying that. You know what I mean? I that feel that like might be. And we're going to get more information on uh, the the Battle of the Belts. You know, uh, early next year. That that honestly might be a match that we get then. Is if you know if we do the the TBS champion versus the AEW champion, we might get Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa there, uh, depending on if Thunder Rosa takes that uh, title in the tournament. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a prayer that Ty Conti wins this matchup. And I, I to a certain extent, I understand what you're saying. She's, she's still skyrocketing for me. I love watching her work. I said that earlier. I love what I saw out of her last night on Dynamite. She is quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch on the entire show. I don't think she's ready Not yet. everyone gets to win. Right. Someone has to lose, you know? Exactly. Yes. And I, I don't think she's going to be the person to take the title off of Britt Baker. I think... No. I think this is going to be but another win. That's for, why for I'm out of it, though. That's why I'm out of it. At no point have they made me feel like even if I know the result of this match, am I intrigued? Predictable, fire predictable can still be good, though. Oh, yeah. Predictable can still be good, but the ride there has still just been straight. All they you have know? to do, if any match they can do it correctly, is if they can if they can change your mind, if they can make you think that there's a moment that Ty Conti is winning that belt, we, we were talking about earlier, Rhea Ripley and Flair had that bumpy road to get to Money in the Bank, and then when they got on pay-per-view and the light was on and they got their time, they crushed it. So, hey, I'll eat my words on Saturday night if we do that post-show and they have a show stealer. I have no problem doing that, by the way, 
And if anyone's angry at Kevin, you can hit me up on the Twitter and say, you were a fool for denying Tay Conti and those different things. Shame this man. Shame. Shame. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for people to have a good match. But come on. I do dude. love that Ty Conti's getting this opportunity, though. Yeah. I, 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 I hope. And it's earned. I hope, I hope this earned. match goes 15 minutes. I really, really do. 15, 20 minutes. I would like to see Britt Baker win a match clean. I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, she's going to get help like she usually does. But uh, I do think Britt Baker retains the title. The World Championship. Kenny Omega has had the title for a long, long time. At one point, he held the AAA Mega title, the Impact World title, and now this, the All Elite Wrestling World title. He is a swarmy heel. He is a parody of the cleaner he once was. He has several people helping him out backstage, but he's still, you know, a head killer, as we saw him have some big up build-up matches here. Uh, and he had a big one against Angel recently on Dynamite that I enjoyed. That was just designed to remind you he's Kenny Omega and he can kick people's ass, right? Yeah. And they did that, in case your memory's short. Uh, but you also remember that he was tag team partners with Adam Hangman Page. And Page's demons have uh, gotten the better of him. And he was drinking. He couldn't get it together. And they lost the belts. Lost the tag belts. And he goes his separate way and he gets kicked out of the elite. The elite becomes a heel faction. All these different things. And then Hangman was supposed to get it all out. Nope. Going to take a break. Going to have a child. Going to cool off here for a bit. Going to get away from the world. Now he's back. Now he's in the world title picture. And we've been waiting for this for... How long? Year and a half? Pretty much since the company started. I mean, this has been... I mean, Hangman got the first opportunity. He lost to Chris Jericho. And then this, it, since he lost that championship match with Jericho two years ago, this has been the most perfect form of long-term storytelling I think I have ever seen in professional wrestling because it was always going to come down to hangman adam page is going to get the another opportunity he's going to get his shot at the aew world title now let's put him on the journey to get there and everything from tagging with omega to falling out of the elite to to finding uh an unlikely you know allies in the in um in the dark, dark order. order yeah thank you in the dark order splitting up with the dark order and and finding his confidence and you know now he's he's ready to take on and even losing his championship opportunity uh when he had that match and now he's got it now is the time big pay-per-view kenny omega has almost had that championship for a year now doesn't doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like he's had that title for almost a year but he has he's the longest reign december 2020 yeah i i i think this is a slam dunk this is hangman's time he is by far the I don't want to say homegrown, but like of the originals of the guys who didn't, you know, jump ship from WWE. He's by far the biggest homegrown guy that they got. I think now's the time to put of, the of the guys they had featured on that all in card. Yeah. You know, he's one of those names that hang, hung out big name. Kenny Omega wasn't there. Yeah. I, I think this is the, this is the time. This is the absolute right time to strike while the iron's hot. Because if you, if you swerve it, if you have Kenny win again, I think now you've you're kind of elongating this to a, a point even further. Remember, this my whole story worry, has been going on for two years. My worry is that all elite wrestling does the thing that sometimes is their greatest strength, is their greatest weakness, and you know what that is. It starts with N and ends with dulgence. Uh, they if they get a lot of time here and there's a lot of moving pieces 
and there's uh, the guy with the, the the athletic coal spray and the young bucks. And, and then there's these guys and there's those guys and the dark order comes out and we're going to, we have a singles match, but we have 19 people at ringside involved in it. If they WCW this thing, that's going to, you don't want to put a stink on this, you know, like, like sometimes giving people the predictable thing, as we said earlier, right? Some things are predictable. Good. Some things are predictable. Bad. This is predictable. Good. Like if any of those other elements get involved, Hangman boots him. No, you don't even get in the match. You know, Young Bucks uh, earlier in the night. Uh, you know what's going to happen with them? Yeah, they they have a big six man match coming up next week. You know they're going to be on this pay per view. They're not on this pay per view. They're going to be involved. Is their role in this pay per view costing Hangman Page the title or getting involved in some way? I don't know. But fifty bucks got to have a feel good ending. This isn't the same thing as a WD pay per view where you can do a cliffhanger and have a villain win, right? You can do the Empire Strikes where, where Back can, ending. You can have with... a, a Hell in a Cell match stopped. <laughs> yeah. I absolve WWE of that after the Hell in a Cell matches they had. That 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 Edge Rollins won it. Uh, so, some things are just, you just cannot be forgiven. I'm sorry. No. Uh, but. Yeah, but man, this show, I, this show isn't about this show isn't about the anti WWE brand. This is about all elite. We got to put up or shut up. You got to be the brand that you say you are. You got to be as good as you say you are. You don't want another uh, exploding barbed wire death match. We have something that people build up anticipation to, and then comes out like, "Wow, that match was great," but then the ending sucked. You know, like you don't want that. Here, here's the other thing, though, that we, uh, we and I'm concerned like- about that. If there's all these other moving pieces around, because they do that on TV, you can't do that on pay per view here can't i would not be surprised if all hell breaks loose in this one i i really really would not in fact i'm kind of expecting it i think i would be i would be stunned if we got a clean finish i think it should be a clean finish but i if would you do that if you do that in the middle of the match and then you just clear the record and now it's just the two of them Smoke clears and stem back at it. I'm fine with that. What I'm thinking happens is we're going to get another one of those patented AEW surprises. We're going to get somebody, a free agent, a return. I don't know who. Somebody is going. Somebody is going to show up at the end of the show. Maybe it's Bray Wyatt. Who knows? Somebody. But Tony Khan says he hasn't talked to Wyndham Rotunda. Of course, yeah. But could he be lying out of his ass? Yes, he could. I I didn't talk to Tony. I didn't talk to Wyndham Rotunda, but. My other EVPs made the arrangement. <laughs> like he'll do no, something. But like uh, I did talk to the fiend, or the new variation of the fiend, or whatever the hell it's. Or his manager. I did or talk his to his manager. manager. Yeah, I, yeah. I talked. I talked to somebody who represents Bray Wyatt. Um, it, there, there's somebody that could show up, and I think we get kind of a. Um, remember when Mankind won the WWE Championship for the first time? When all hell broke loose, and then all of a sudden the glass breaks, and here comes Austin down to the ring, and he freaking wallops the rock with a with a steel chair and rolls mankind on top of him, and he gets the three count, and everybody's losing their damn minds. He had DX at the ring and all all kinds of shit just going down. That's regarded as one of the best booking decisions, one of the best moments in WWE history. I'm not saying that this match needs that. And I don't know if it would work as well but I could see something like that happening where we get that big debut to kind of level the playing field. Maybe a Braun Strowman, absolutely Marcos, Uh, maybe a Braun Strowman to kind of level the playing field and help hangman Adam page out because he is going to be vastly outnumbered 
I would be really disappointed if they did that. And it's like Christian and the Jurassic Express that are helping out clear the ring. You know, if you're going to do that kind of a booking, it needs to be a big effing thing. Maybe Ring of Honor wrestlers, some of them are still under contract. Uh, they, I don't believe they're getting released on the contracts until the end of the year. Uh, so it would be difficult to do anything like that. But they there's a lot of talent out there. They are allowed to go work wherever they want. There's, that's true, too. Yeah. So, so I, I'm I, I believe I, Adam mm-hmm. Hangman Page is walking away with the AEW championship on Saturday night. But how you book this, you can still mess it up. It's yeah. a it's a it's a slam dunk. We've seen people miss slam dunks all the time, so it's going to be really interesting. I would go for a clean finish, but I wouldn't be surprised if all hell broke loose either. Is this a must see show? Um, I think that all depends on uh on your definition of of must see because as uh you know Kamar brings up here, fifty bucks for a pay per view in this economy. I mean, we have been spoiled by the WWE Network. We really, really have, or Peacock. Because we get these pay-per-views basically for free. And clearly WWE six years ago, seven years ago, made the right decision to go in that route because streaming and television was going that route. Not to say that pay-per-view itself is dead, you know, but this pay-per-view conversation kind of comes up every time AEW's on because with wrestling fans, they're like, I'm paying this. But UFC fans, you're paying five bucks a month for ESPN Plus, plus then you're ordering the pay-per-view, you know? So you're spending like 50 bucks and that's how UFC's doing it. Then you have these big boxing matches, these triller fights, which are $50 a pop and all those different things. You can go to a bar. Maybe there's a bar that's going to have All Elite Wrestling by you. I've heard of a couple in the city right now. And All Elite Wrestling is much more of a dude 20-something, 30-something brand, right? Um, so, I mean, definitely is something where you could get people together and have a good time. That's my plan. I'm gonna, I may have some people over in the other room be like, all right, bell rung in the final event. I'm going to the room. I got to go work. <laughs> and yeah. maybe, I'll ha- maybe I'll have a little bit of a beer and pizza buzz when I join you on Saturday night. Uh, but this will certainly be interesting. I, I think it's gonna be a fun show. Mind you, I'm covering it for work, right? Right. right yeah, exactly. Dances. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be on live right after it's over. Break it Excuse all down. Me, uh, Mr. Mr. Kelm going over your 21, 20. You spent how much on professional wrestling? Uh, that is a work expense, sir. Uh, so if you could just write it off, write it write off. Speaking of that, WrestleMania tickets go on sale. And yes, WrestleMania tickets hours. do go on sale tomorrow. <laughs> Don't forget my conversation with Bianca Belair. We'll go live right around the time that WrestleMania tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. So make sure to check that out. Also, uh, for uh, Survivor Series week next week, our boy SP3, he uh, lives in New York. He's going to be uh, there covering uh, the event uh, in Brooklyn for you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm Brooklyn, Brooklyn, things. Brooklyn. I'm working on some things from my end as well. So make sure to, to stay tuned to the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. Follow me on the Twitter machine at Rick Uchino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O for those who are on the uh, podcast right now. And uh, yeah, make sure to subscribe anywhere that Sports Keto Wrestling is. We're going to have some really, really good stuff for the full gear this weekend for Survivor Series. Don't forget, next Saturday, 4 p.m., Team Chino versus Team SP3. Me, Kev Kellum, and two special guests taking on whomever the hell is on Team SP3 because it does not matter. Does it matter? Going down. Midwest, baby. Midwest, the best. All right? It's going down. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out Sports Key again. You guys spend so much time with us. I really, really appreciate that. Some of you guys spend hours. Some of you, I know your names. I see your avatars. Uh, I meet you guys at a WrestleMania. We're having some beers. All right. You thank you guys so much. Bastards who watch for <laughs> 90 minutes you on a shit, Thursday night. You sick bastard. I mean, what else were you going to watch? You're going to watch the Ravens and the Dolphins? God, who's watching that dumpster fire? <laughs> oh, it's 3-3 heading into the half. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. 
All right, guys, we'll see you. Thank you so much. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing. Despite how much you may have to pay for the pay-per-view, I bet it's going to be a great time. All right, despite all the backstage drama you may or may not believe is true and who got released and what have you, just take a deep breath. All right, take a deep breath. Boo the bad guy, cheer the good guy, and enjoy wrestling. And vote Johnson.